Well, hey, everybody, hope you guys are doing well, Evan here, and we are going to, over the next couple weeks, just look at some short passages through the book of 1 Corinthians, and you're going to be able to find those on our website, but I also wanted to record a short podcast for those of you who audio works better if you are having to be in your car or if you don't have the capability to watch video. I wanted to make sure to just get these short little messages out there, so... Um, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians, and if you're not familiar with the book of 1 Corinthians, it's a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth around 55 AD. So it's about 50 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So we're going to jump in right off the top. The first passage we're going to look at is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. It says, Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people together with all those everywhere who call in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. This isn't uncommon. This is a, an introduction that Paul would give. It's a little bit different than his other letters, but it's he, he gives an introduction in all of his letters. And the reason that he does that is that he's identifying himself as he is writing these encouragements or writing these challenges or answering questions, whatever. He's introducing himself and he's identifying himself. And I think it poses a question, how do we identify ourselves? How do we identify ourselves to others and how do we identify ourselves to ourselves? I think there are things that we ask when we meet people. There's those like awkward icebreaker questions that we ask. Uh, And before I was a pastor, it went something like this. Uh, What do you do for a living? Oh, cool. Great. You're a server or a bartender or whatever it was that I was doing at the time. Uh, Are you married? Do you have kids? Uh, What do you do for fun? And very rarely did anybody ever ask me about my faith. And very rarely did I bring my faith up or ask other people about theirs. It just wasn't something that we asked about. Now that I'm a pastor, people ask me the first thing that I do. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a pastor. They know. They know. That's that's a huge benefit that I have to to introduce Jesus into the conversation on a very simple way. But not all of us work at a church. Not all of us have the ability to just say, um, yep, I, I work here and it is directly correlated to Jesus. But Paul identified himself in relation to Jesus. And we have to understand he's writing a letter to a church and we, we understand all those things, but he identified himself in relation to Jesus. He understood at a fundamental level that the most important part of himself was Jesus. And we need to identify ourselves in relation to Jesus and understand that at a fundamental level, Jesus is the most important part of us as well. And we don't have to be weird about it. I don't have to say, hey, I'm Evan and I am a child of God. And that's how I introduce myself. But at some point in conversation with people, Jesus should get brought up. And it might not be the very first time you have a conversation with somebody for five minutes, but man, as people are getting to know us, they should know how important our relationship with Jesus is to us. That is a huge part of our identity. We have to recognize our value in relation to Jesus. He has called us dearly loved and immensely valuable. Dearly loved and immensely valuable. And if we are dearly loved and immensely valuable, then he should be that to us as well. We should love Jesus so much and he should be so valuable to us that he's an intricate part of our identity, not just internally, but externally as well, that people would see that. You see, if our identity is not clear, then it is going to be really hard for us to recognize the immense value in others. If we cannot see the value in ourselves, if we cannot recognize our own identity, it's going to be hard to see other people as those immense valuable children of God that they are as well. So we need to lock down and get rooted in our identity so that we can then identify the value in other people. Luckily, 
God has not just identified us, but he's also equipped us. Paul goes on to say in the next couple of verses, he says, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given to you in Christ Jesus. For in him, you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all kinds of knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. See, in Jesus, we lack nothing. In Jesus, we lack nothing. I think we would be really naive to say that this season that we're currently in isn't different, but I think we would also be naive to say that this is the only time in our lives where we feel like we don't have the right words or we don't have the right actions or we don't have the answers. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm the only one who feels far from qualified to speak to people about the important things right now. And on a regular basis, even as a pastor, even if I've been doing this for, for almost five years, I still don't feel qualified to talk about Jesus. This is the most important thing that anybody could ever hear ever. And I'm a broken, messy man. And I, yet I'm entrusted to speak about Jesus and I, and I don't feel qualified. And I, I don't think I ever will feel qualified. I think I could go to school for the next 60 years and still not feel qualified to actually teach Jesus. But scripture makes it so clear that Jesus is the qualifier, that he steps into our individual lives and he says, I qualify you to have the hard conversations. I qualify you to have the important conversations. I qualify you to go and be my disciple. It says this, he has enriched us in every way with speech and knowledge. I mean, I can say that I don't have the right words and I can say I don't know enough, but that is me just making excuses. It says that I've been enriched as a follower of Jesus. I've been enriched in every way with speech and knowledge. And I and you need to lean into that truth, not just today in this season that we're in, but every single day. Can I challenge you to believe that? And can I challenge you to step into someone's life this week and, and speak words of wisdom, speak words of knowledge, speak encouragement, lift people up, tell them that they are so loved by God. And not just this week, but every week moving forward, that we would be people who are intentional about, intentional about engaging with people in a way that matters so desperately. See, this section of scripture wraps up with verses eight and nine. And it simply says this, it says, he will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. He who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the last point is this, God is faithful and he will keep us firm to the end. God is faithful and he will keep us firm to the end. I love this verse because it is a constant reminder that I am not alone in this. There, there's so something so incredibly unique about this season. You guys, there's, there's a global understanding of what season we're in. And I think that will lead to some amazing fellowship. There, there's this shared experience that we are having as the global church. There's this shared experience that we're having as just the global population that every single person is understanding that with this COVID-19 thing, there's a, a shared experience. We can relate with each other. Like we maybe cannot relate on any other level. This has been, uh, something that has leveled the field. It doesn't matter your, your wealth. It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter your location. This is important to everybody to understand the depth of the important of this situation. But what that does is it lets us relate. It lets us get into relationship with each other on a level that we may not have been able to do before. If you look at social media, there's a ton of trash, but there's also a ton of really encouraging 
things that are happening out of this, that people are reaching out in ways and being in relationship and tearing down barriers that, that they would not have done otherwise. So we need to be people that understand the immense opportunity that is in this season. And I, pr- I pray that we see the opportunity that we have to connect with people like we were never able to connect before. My prayer is this, is that we would be the global church and that as the global church, we would keep the faith that God will see this thing through to the end, that he is faithful, that we would know that he will keep us firm, that at the end of this, incredible things are going to happen, that relationships are going to be different, that people will no longer take for granted community, all of those different things. There's going to be something amazing that happens on the back end of this. But my prayer is also this, is that we would be people who identify the fact that we are in a season as individuals just as much as we are as a community, and that God is faithful in those individual seasons as well, that we would identify the things that we are going through individually, not just collectively, and say, well, it's not just about this big pandemic. I I believe that God's in control of that, but this little thing that I'm going through, I don't know if God has time for that because of that. No, God is faithful in your season. He is faithful in my season. He is faithful in our season. And that is true today, and that will be true in months when this thing is handled. See, we need to be people who identify that, and we also need to be people who encourage others in their individual seasons as well and say, hey, COVID-19 might not be the biggest part of your season right now. That while everybody else is focusing on this, you're going through this thing. You're going through this relationship struggle. You're going through this vocational struggle, whatever it may be. And I want to encourage you that God's got that too. He doesn't just have the pandemic in his hands. He has your individual life and your individual circumstance in his hands. Would we understand that for ourselves? And would we be people who speak that over the lives of those that we get to come in contact with? Hey, I love you guys. I miss you guys. Uh, I hope that, that you stay connected, whether it's through the website, whether it's through any of our social media platforms or it's through this podcast. We'll talk to you really soon.